this week, we shamelessly capitalize on the release of Marvel's Civil War with Captain America the Winter Soldier. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. I am John Rooney, or am I? No, you are. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you are. That'll pay off later. (laughs) Okay, fantastic. And we welcome with us today our special guest. You might know him as the founder of Off the Clock Chicago, an online sketch troupe uh, doing awesome comedy things. You can look them up on Facebook and on YouTube.com, not YouTube.net. Please don't go there. Just riddled with pornography. (laughs) Oh, and no, I've been there. <laughs> a lot of our sketches have pornography. It's ours. You haven't been introduced. Don't confuse our audience. <laughs> you will also know him uh, from Public Access Live, soon returning for its unprecedented third season at the Public House Theater, uh, May 12th through June 30th, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Everyone say hello to Alex Peters, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Alex Peters. Hello, Alex Peters. Hi, high falsetto voice. <laughs> And today, we are going to be talking about Captain America Winter Soldier, from the director of You, Me, and Dupree, (laughs) the star of Cellular, the star of The Perfect Score, and the star of 8 Mile comes Winter Soldier. Our movie begins, like all great movies do, with jogging. Smash cut (laughs) 2. Two folks jogging. Yeah, no, this is from Silence of the Lambs. I remember this. Oh, sure. Lots of jogging. Oh, guys, we watched the wrong movie. This was Silence of the Lambs. Oh, crap. is that wait? Is that is that why is is wait is that why the Winter Soldier's making a lady suit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's why Nick Fury kept going. <laughs> Would you oh. fight me? I'd fight me. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I will say this. It was really weird when that doctor guy threw jizz at everybody. Yeah. yeah. Super that was weird. crazy. Yeah. That's super that's weird. That's a superpower, actually. He's got his own standalone coming in 2020. Ooh. <laughs> Keep your eyes out, America. So we meet uh, our good friend Sam. Sam Wilson. Sam the Wilson. Falcon. The Falcon. He's not the Falcon quite yet, but he will become the Falcon. He's jogging around the reflecting pool at the nation's capital, and he's repeatedly lapped by Captain America himself, Steve Rogers. I will say this, though. Uh, Steve Rogers, a thousand percent more humble about his superpowers than I would be. Oh, yeah. Uh, there is a scene later on where he refuses to open doors, but rather just smashes through them lest they slow him down. Uh, were I to have that power, there would be nary an opened door that I would walk through. <laughs> I would walk, I just punch through walls. Yeah. All day. Absolutely. He, uh, what I'm saying is he has uh, the strongest moral fiber of anyone with that set of superpowers. <laughs> My superpower is I help people just build walls. The, the, the union loves me. You're not a superhero, you're a carpenter. Oh, and then what oh, was Jesus? Yeah, the greatest superhero of all. Can we, with all the necromancer powers. Yeah, right. That's fair. Can we can we all agree though, real quick, that if we had Captain America powers, 
we would immediately turn to a life of crime. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. It, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be yeah. a life of crime for me. It would be a life of mildly irritating literally every person I come into contact <laughs> with. You have such low goals. Oh, isn't that the highest goal of them all? The noblest among us strive to slightly irritate all the un, uh, unspecial. I just nail a bunch of chicks. I mean, Chris Evans looks great. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> now, He's I want to really make this clear. Man. If you're given the super soldier serum, you're still you. You don't turn into Chris Evans. That's true. It's not It's oh. not like a, a Zoltan situation. <laughs> I do believe, though. I be big. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I do believe he does grow eight inches. Hey-oh. Maybe Ooh. even ten, if I recall, because it's like five, four to six, two. Yeah, that's yeah. what the folder says. He, he gets... Swole. I was, I was not informed this would be a math podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We're also clearly talking about his penis size. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, that's, that's evident. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Guys, what the hell was this movie about? <laughs> uh, so, they run around a pool. We yeah, so that. Cap and Sam have a little discussion. We find out a little bit about themselves and dealing with life after the service. Yeah, Sam Wilson just finished his second tour of duty uh, in the what was it? Uh, like. Para Rescue Division. Yeah. Para Rescue. Yeah. And he recommends to Captain America to listen to some Marvin Gaye. And we get that sweet list he's got. Captain America's got a list of things that he's experienced, including Star Wars. He has not watched Star Trek yet. Nirvana, the band, all sorts of things. Apple. Thai food. Thai food, yeah. Uh, now, why is he so behind the times in terms of these pop culture touchstones we're all familiar with? Well, Captain America was frozen in ice for many years, as literally everybody knows. These are the most popular films ever. Wait a minute, ever. We're, not, we're not recording this for the Smithsonian so that generations from now, when our written text has been lost, I hope still not. Know? I hope not, because I said the word jizz earlier. <laughs> now that needs to be preserved. Well, and generations from now, people will know as, you know, the superhero Jizz Man has had many sequels by then. Yeah, no. And I mean, you're not going to be able to count on our old socks to preserve it. <laughs> Although I do did just like think of all the Jizzman sequels, Jizzman Returns, Jizzman Forever, Jizzman Comes Again. <laughs> oh, to the uh, explicit content, by the way. <laughs> if you're a child, hello, please stop listening, you weird child. I will say this: so when Captain America shows his list. Uh, in other countries where this movie came out, there were alternate lists that were country specific to them. Hang on, you're saying there's other countries? What? There's at least there's at least according to my calculations, Captain America, four xenophobia. other countries. <laughs> four? Uh, Do they also dub in uh, like Captain America, Captain Britain, Captain? Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah. no, they don't. No, they don't. It's not. It's not like it's not like the Caribbean Queen song by Billy Ocean, where in every country it was a different version. Wait, <laughs> that's that's a, true. It's true. Yeah. Billy so Ocean like, was the best. Nigerian queen, Brazilian queen, Canadian queen, Australian queen, Arctic king queen, North Pole queen, <laughs> Swedish queen, like Norwegian what? queen, Russian queen, USSR queen. Let's just see how long you can go. How many countries? <laughs> I stop because Patrick looks really angry. I That's because I think we owe Billy Ocean an enormous amount of money. <laughs> no, I'm angry that North Pole was listed in a group of countries. <laughs> I'm not smart. <laughs> so I just want to go over this real quick. So the list that Captain America has in other countries, these are some of the things that were listed. So in the UK, uh, it has the Beatles, 
Sean Connery, and Sherlock, the TV show. Oh, nice. All right, that makes sense. Fair enough. In Italy, one of the things listed that's different is Roberto Benigni. Oh, nice, yeah. (laughs) In in Russian, in uh, the Russian countries, it was Yuri Gagarin. The Russian cosmonaut. Yeah, sure. uh, makes sense. Space. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite one is this. In uh, uh, France, the things that are mentioned are Daft Punk. Cheating on your wife. And the fifth element. <laughs> 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 Could you imagine Captain America waking up after 50 years in suspended animation and the first thing he's shown is the fifth element? <laughs> I don't understand. Why is the star of Moonlighting really angry at that orange-haired woman? <laughs> This Gary old man seems pretty young to me. I think this Chris Tucker's going places. <laughs> He's got a huge career ahead of him. Guys, so I much fans. I just want you to know we're ten minutes in and we've we've gone through a whole two minutes of the movie. <laughs> so at this rate, we'll be done next year. <laughs> uh, and so Captain America's picked up by Black Widow, played by Scarlett Johansson, and they've got a mission to go... <laughs> Alex, you all right you there? You say Scarlett Johansson, I'm going to say... Mm. All right, Alex is the only single person here at the podcast, so... Uh, you know, this scene kind of angered me a little bit, because she picks him up in a Porsche, and as agents of, uh, theoretically, an American intelligence agency, can't we get, like, a decent American muscle car in there? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Do they she- not make a Camaro anymore? S.H.I.E.L.D. is global, as we will find out to its detriment. <sighs> Much like the rights to, you know... Spider-Man with Sony, and Marvel has some, and cars go the same way. I'm sure Transformers uh, has all of the American I see cars. Oh, they've, they've got yeah. all the Chevys. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. cannot verify no. that either. That makes some no, sense. No, I think that's true, though. It's totally true. You're very smart. Thank you. And you have beautiful hair. Aw. Kind of short, though. I'm not tall. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, not. listeners. So I'm looking for the super soldier serum. <laughs> that's why every short man loves Captain America, because with this bit of a super soldier serum, suddenly that girl in high school that wouldn't talk to him. Putty. Hand. You probably shouldn't crush people into hand putty with your superpowers. We've discussed how no one here should have superpowers. Stop hanging around high school, you creepo. Seriously. (laughs) All right, so we cut to the Lemurian Star, a giant... Sweet freighter ship out in the middle of the ocean. It's been taken over by pirates. I'm sorry, what what denotes a sweet freighter ship? Does uh, it have like a sweet Hemi? Does it rev up real good? They've got Xboxes sponsored by yeah. Ed Hardy. <laughs> the whole deck just reeks of Axe Body Spray. Uh, it's sponsored by Mike's Hard Lemonade. That's right. how I know. Yeah. All of the guns are just pointed backwards like a hat. <laughs> all the all the dude bros high five every time someone says poop deck. <laughs> so the pirate bros have taken over the sweet ship, and it's up to Captain America and Black Widow and the Shield Strike Team led by uh, Rumlow, and they're gonna just take out everybody. Cap has an awesome fight. With George Batroc. That's right, confused-looking Patrick. That French guy he fought on the deck was an actual comic book character. Oh, Oh, shit, was he? Yeah. Yeah. He should have had a full purple and gold uh, uniform with a very big French mustache. Yeah. He was kind of like the caricature of a French bad guy back in the day. That's why he gave all those kicks and flips, because he was called the Leaper in the Mm. comics. Ah. Which is a horrible oh. nickname in comic books. Like, oh, what, what can you do? I turn into this big green monster. What can you do? I leap well. Well, can you leap well? No. There you go. Yeah. That's why you're not in these Marvel movies. I'm not French. That's the one reason you're not <laughs> in these it. Marvel That's movies. That's keeping me back. <laughs> 
that's news. And we find out during this time that uh, maybe there's some shady things going on on this ship. Black Widow is downloading backup information, and Steve Rogers, Captain America, is not happy about this, Mm -hmm. and he tells Nick Fury to his face, and Nick Fury has zero fucks to give about it. (laughs) Instead, he chooses to tell a long story about his grandpa working on an elevator. See, here's the thing. I remember the story of his grandfather working on an elevator, but I a thousand percent forgot it was from this movie. I think I reinserted it into, like, do the right thing. (laughs) (laughs) It had a very strong Spike Lee reference. Times have changed. Grandpa eventually got a twenty-two Magnum. By the way, not that powerful of a pistol. It was in the 70s. 22 is nothing. We shot squirrels with that, and the squirrels would laugh at us down in Texas. Yeah, a 22 is not a powerful. It is nice, though, that we've uh, gotten some insight into the sociopathic serial killing origins. (laughs) (laughs) Those special guest, Alex Peters. Did they mention he's single? (laughs) (laughs) He tortures animals. Wets the bed and starts fires. (laughs) He's a triple threat. (laughs) Doctors say I'm cured now. Or maybe you can cure me. Ooh. Uh, Swipe right, ladies. Ooh, disclaimer, disclaimer, do not try to fix Alex Peters. <laughs> then don't try to change him. Uh, and this is where we're introduced to what is, in essence, the main crux of the movie, mm-hmm. Project Insight. Three advanced helicarriers built by S.H.I.E.L.D. with amazing weapons capability, targeting systems... Capable of eliminating millions of threats before in... they happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what this whole movie kind of is built upon the idea of where's like the line that you can cross. Yeah, yeah Captain America even says, you know, what happens to, you know, prior restraint, we usually wait until after they've done the crime to. Right. It's very much like a Jason Bourne movie that they drop literally the most pure good superhero into in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, and he's, and for the first time in his career, he's kind of faced with the conundrum of do I continue doing my job and being Captain America and being Mm -hmm. a good soldier and following orders? Or do I look into this and realize that, you know, things aren't black and white, they are gray? Mm hmm. Uh, it's really interesting, it's really fun, and it's not quite as boring as we just all of a sudden made it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. I almost fell asleep. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm so sorry. Uh, but don't worry, because right after that, Steve Rogers gets on his motorcycle, and he goes to visit himself, kind of? When he got on that motorcycle, did anybody else really want like the theme song from Rocky Four to start playing and have him go like, get really introspective? Oh, which one? There's like four of them from Rocky Four. <laughs> the one where he's in the really nice car and he's driving around just thinking about Oh, after about Apollo dies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Throws his oh, helmet yeah. at his own statue. That's no easy way out by Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that would have been good. I would have liked that. That would have been great. Instead, there's just like orchestral music and he shows up at the Air and Space Museum yeah. to check out the Captain America exhibit. Yeah. There's a serious lack of montages in this movie. There are zero, zero montages. montages. Uh, lies, lies. There's at least two montages. They're flashback montages, but they're definitely in there. Uh, flashback is flashback, and montage is montage. But these are flashback montages. No, sir. no, they lack 80s keyboard. And if you don't have 80s keyboard, yeah. it's not a montage. That's a rule. <laughs> <laughs> That's a line we're not going to cross. <laughs> I thought the 80s keyboard came in after the crime. <laughs> We can't afford to wait that long. <laughs> 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 
So I was trying not to do a song that we would have to pay for, <laughs> since this jerk blew all of our music budget on that Billy Ocean medley. What do you mean? Afghanistan queen! Italian queen! Irish queen! See, there's your problem. Irish, that's two syllables. It doesn't play. I made it play. Scottish queen! British queen! United Kingdom queen! Same queen! I like how that we go from the, the country itself to the, the, the nationality. So it's not Ireland yeah. queen, it's Irish queen. Latino queen! <laughs> African American queen! Asian American queen! Like I hope Billy Ocean kills you. <laughs> I like to see Billy Ocean kill our queen! <laughs> Oh, oh, God. There's the Freddie Mercury estate on us now. We're making enemies left and right. Those Flash Gordon people are litigious. They, they will come back at you. So, after Captain America has shown the future of warfare, he goes for another little visit. He kind of goes on a little visiting jag there, doesn't he? He visits yeah. Sam Wilson at the VA. Then he visits Peggy Carter... Um, In some really excellent age special effects for uh, uh, Hallie Atwell. Yes, yeah. We know how they did that. It's a they is it's a regular old woman, and then they put Haley Atwell. Just your everyday old woman. Yeah, it's a, it's she a, was your average old woman until one day she peed in the wrong fountain. <laughs> now she's Hallie Atwell. Are a lot of old women peeing in fountains? Yeah, this, this is, is Chicago. Thing. Come on. I was gonna say That's it's why a, they have the it's, great around the Buckingham Fountain. <laughs> it's too an, many old ladies were body switching. <laughs> it's an elderly Nobody. actress, and Haley Atwell's face was digitally merged with it. To create that effect. Yeah, that's basically what I said. She peed in a fountain and potty switched with an old lady. We've already been through this. This is not a Zoltan situation. This is not a Freaky Friday situation. It is not a vice versa situation. Is it a 17 again situation? No, it is not. It's not a 13 going on 30 situation. We've been over. It's a face-off situation. Yes! Marty's face. (laughs) And... And then we cut to a good old friend, Nick Fury, driving around in his car. Oh, no, sorry. Nick Fury uh, meets Alexander Pierce, the secretary of the World Security Council. Played played by by Robert Redford. The immortal Robert Redford. Looks amazing. Just looks amazing. He's beautiful. He's, like, finely smoked leather. I don't even know what it is, but it's beautiful. (laughs) sun dance on my face. Ooh. (laughs) He was butch. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was a real butch. Yeah, but he was he also cassidied all over those Sundance oh, yeah. faces. And then it's gonna sting for a long time. Oh no! Oh, I'm gonna Quit. put on my sneakers and get out of here. Uh, I got a reservation for three days of the Condor. I gotta get to. Oh, oh, I can't do it, man. It. A river runs right through that. <laughs> oh, nailed it! Well, this is a fun spy game we played, but it's time to move on. Alexander Pierce and Nick Fury discuss. Nick Fury is to discover thing in the information taken from the Lemurian star, and it implicates that maybe something is wrong with Project Insight. And he asks Director Pierce, "Hey, can we table it?" He's like, "Sure, just have Iron Man come to my niece's birthday party, and everything's okay." <laughs> That's how everything is settled in <laughs> Shield. <laughs> He's like, well, I guess if Hulk can lift up my trailer, <laughs> there's a there's a great opportunity for a sweet like deleted scene of Iron Man at a kid's birthday party. <laughs> 
getting drunk <laughs> yeah, right. and like Tony shooting and thing. shooting children in the face. I'm gonna be honest with you, little Susie. Your mother doesn't love you. <laughs> I know what love looks like. I was wounded in Afghanistan. I love pepper pots. <laughs> looks like Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> So Nick Fury leaves the office, everything is great, until all of a sudden he's accosted by all the fake police in Washington, D.C. There's about 50 people in that elevator. It was a great scene with all those people. Oh, we're not at the elevator. Uh, Alex Peters is having a stroke or (laughs) some kind of a time skip situation. Nick Fury in the car. Yeah, yeah, Nick Fury in the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Nick Fury just like... Every machine gun in the DC metro area being fired at his truck. Something I noticed about this is that all of those cops that got out of the car all look strangely alike and were, of course, wearing like the old blue uniform with the strap. And they all reminded me as a bunch of slightly well dieted big boss men from old WWE. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they are fake cops. Yeah. They're just Hydra agents, so it's very likely that they all just went to a costume shop and bought fake co- <laughs> costumes. And Big Boss Man shades. Yeah, well, I mean... I need 40 uh, fake cop costumes and... Uh, any AK-47s in there? I'm asking for no particular reason. <laughs> None whatsoever. For a friend. <laughs> Nick Fury escapes from them, and there's a thrilling car chase throughout the streets. It is a really good car chase. It's a pretty good car chase. It's fantastic, and bullets are flying, and he's shooting bullets out of his gun inside his car. There's a lot of bullets. I, just, I, like, I like how you had to stop and explain how bullets get fired. He's yeah. not—he's not just throwing them; they're yeah. out of a gun. Right. <laughs> I don't want to jump firing? ahead in time again, but there are bullet issues to discuss here, Patrick. You know what? I'm uh, talking. All right, we'll get there. You monster. Anyways, Nick Fury is just about to escape from this onslaught of fake cops slash Hydra agents trying to murder him. When he who whips out his. Not yet. Oh. Yeah, who should okay, all right. We all need to stop Slaughterhouse Five time slipping <laughs> and get in the same chrono sync. I am or this podcast. In Winter Soldier. All right, <laughs> Billy Pilgrim is unstuck. <laughs> so right. it goes. The Winter Soldier finally appears. The titular villain mm. standing in the middle of the street, and he fires a landmine gun. Yeah. at Nick Fury's yeah. truck, a and it blows it the. But, uh, <laughs> he's played by uh, Sebastian Stan, yep. and this man is an incredible actor. He's got maybe four lines total in the course of this movie, but his his physicality, yep. his body language, his steely eye acting, it's an incredible performance. Like, you really get a feel for this character. He looked like he was trying to play Taylor Kitsch, and I think Taylor Kitsch could have done it better. Right, because he was so great in Battleship. Don't worry, audience. Ray is not leaving this place alive. <laughs> Don't worry, audience. Alex is not leaving this podcast alive. <laughs> Do you want to know who Ray is? Come to Public Access Live. Returning to the Public House Theater, May 12th or June 30th. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Only $10. Much like Taylor Kitsch, I am known for one character. <laughs> Often imitated, never... Right, Taylor Kitsch is most well-known as the shitty guy from Battleship. Oh. Is it the shitty guy from John Carter? Friday Night Lights. (laughs) What's that about? The greatest single season television ever. 
Which one's that? The first The season. second one? No, the first The one where Landry murders somebody? <laughs> Whoa, spoilers. And David E. Kelly's Wonder Woman is just like, I'm terrible! <laughs> Holy shit, Tom Landry murders people in Friday Night Lights? Yeah, it's crazy. It's America's wow. team. Every time he does, he leaves one of those sweet hats behind. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> guys, guys. Why well, did I not watch this? What about House of Cards? Let's talk about anything except the movie that people have tuned in for. <laughs> Audience, you can be forgiven for taking your podcast playing device and throwing it into the fire. <laughs> Nick Fury escapes the Winter Soldier with a tiny half lightsaber and disappears into the sewer. Cut to Steve Rogers hitting on his 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 pretty neighbor, and she just flat out turns him down. Well, for a while, there's there's mutual flirting that yeah, happens flirting. for a while. I wouldn't say because at the end she's he's like, well, she says. I'll keep, he says, I'll keep my distance, and she says, maybe not too far. Mm. Yeah. there's Because uh, hitting on implies that he's, like, saddling up to her to barge. He's like, let me buy you a drink, pretty lady. And he offered that she could do her laundry at his place. It's right. a very intimate affair. And, sure. and he remembered to try to get her to go out for coffee and not malt. Right. Which is mm. pretty good. <laughs> He's learning. Yeah. He's learning. He's coming along. Coffee Not Malt is actually on one of those lists. Yeah. Sock Hop is scratched out, replaced by Box Social, yeah. which is scratched out, which is replaced by Discotech, which is scratched out. And it just says grind. <laughs> that is where we're at in dance. Yeah. It's grind. grind. <laughs> Steve Rogers enters his apartment. And who is there but a severely wounded Nick Fury. And he tells Steve Rogers through silent code on his cellular device that S.H.I.E.L.D. has been compromised, trust no one, and before anything else can happen, he's shot about five times with Mm. what appear to be giant fifty caliber super bullets. They're very interesting bullets. Shut up, Alex. Super interesting (laughs) bullets. I'm foreshadowing as the movie foreshadows. Yeah. His pretty neighbor runs in, we find out, oh no, she's Agent 13, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, there to protect Steve Rogers. Why Steve Rogers needs a bodyguard, I don't know. He murders everything he touches. 110-pound, 5'4", beautiful blonde girl bodyguard. Yeah, and then he, Steve Rogers, leaves and he chases after the Winter Soldier and they have their first confrontation. But that before, he breaks down all the doors and windows and yeah. walls. He leaps from one building to the other building. Uh, the Winter Soldier is on the roof of the neighboring building. And this is that uh, aforementioned scene where he just runs through every door. Yeah. Runs through, bisects desks, filing <laughs> cabinets, thrown into disarray. He parkours a little bit. A little oh, bit. Yeah. He does oh, a yeah. couple nice little spins. Only enough to destroy a bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> And then he throws his shield at the Winter Soldier, who stops it with his metal arm and throws it back right into Steve Rogers' gut. And then he's gone. Cut to Nick Fury dying on an operating table. Oh, no. Oh, no. And the introduction of the wonderful Kobe Smulders as Agent Maria Hill. That's right, yeah. And this is where we find out how he Nick Fury was shot, Alex... Patrick, you can have your day on the podcast and talk about your bullets now. (laughs) So they say, this is what Black Widow says, she says, she says, were the bullets unrifled? Did they not have rifling? Maria Hill's like, yeah, how'd you know? And that's all bullarky because bullets are rifled. Yes. You may recall we used to shoot bullets that weren't rifled. Those were called muskets and you couldn't hit Anything with them. Wildly inaccurate. We're talking stormtrooper inaccuracy. 
You guys did it. Crazy. You found the one mistake in this whole movie. Yeah. Congratulations, Mm. nerds. And can somebody (laughs) rifle a Soviet gun? I feel like that's just racist. Racist? Racist? As if, as if our the Soviets, Soviets can't put a rifle in a barrel there. I feel like that's xenophobic, maybe, but yeah, not I mean, racist. Russians are racist. They're white. I mean, they they're are Slavs. They're our enemies, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter what we say about them. Right, they're communists. Who gives a shit? Yeah, right? <laughs> if someone is an enemy of America, there are villains in our movies, and we can say whatever the hell we want about them and make caricatures of them on the boardwalk. That's true, yeah, with fangs and, mm-hmm. and slick back vampire hair. <laughs> what <laughs> boardwalk are you guys wandering around in? <laughs> the xenophobic racist boardwalk. Yeah. yeah, it's down on Trump Avenue. <laughs> yeah, right? We're going to make this boardwalk great again. <laughs> guys, this podcast will live forever. <laughs> it will go on forever. Yeah. Uh, so, Nick Fury dies on the table. Everyone's very upset. Steve Rogers has to report back to S.H.I.E.L.D., but not before he hides this secret information that Nick Fury gave him in a vending machine behind some bubble yum. It is a step up from hiding it in an Atari cartridge, but not by enough. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, he did put it behind bubble yum, which is the worst bubble gum. That's right, especially because the row right next to it is uh, Spearmint, and come on, given the choice, you're going to go for Spearmint. Everyone's taking the extra. Yeah, everyone's right. getting extra. We yep, all yep. know this. Well, who's getting gum out of those machines anyway? If you need gum, odds are strong. Your halitosis has forced you to carry gum along with you. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you. When you go to a vending machine, you're not like, oh, gum, I'll go for the 75-cent option, 75-cent gum. You want your Funyuns, your you know, your Nestle Quicks. You want something You want something a little bit heartier than gum from sure. your vending machine. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, hold on one second. You're getting Nestle Quick from a vending machine? <laughs> I meant Nestle chocolate bar, but yeah, I would get Nestle Quick from it. It's delicious. <laughs> is it like in a bottle or is it just the powder? It's the powder. You have to add it in. Oh, hey, Nestle, I'm... pay us a bunch of money, you <laughs> idiots. We just solved your budget crisis. We know all we about... you had. We know all you, about guys. The market's yours again. <laughs> Don't you ever talk bad about you, who, you monster. <laughs> you who's the best chocolate drink on the planet. You and that bunny can just screw off because it's all about Nestle. The, the the bunny isn't you. The, the bunny is Nestle Quick. Yeah, He's the quick bunny. Oh, let's be honest. I don't know a whole lot about chocolate drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting them from vending machines. I I just have no clue. You know, chocolate milk sounds great. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. Uh, anyway, Nestle, yeah. uh, just Sweet. send the check in the mail. Uh, <laughs> we eagerly await your payment. Fury's dead. What happened next? Fury's dead. <laughs> Captain America has to go meet Alexander Pierce, and he starts to realize that things are fishy. And as soon as he leaves the office without telling Pierce what he knows, he's immediately beset by all of the stuntmen in the world inside an elevator in one of the coolest fight scenes of all time. Awesome close quarters combat and just like punishing brutal face blows. It is glorious. It is a clown car of carnage. More and (laughs) more. It's a reverse clown car of carnage. More and more people just keep piling in and Cap kicks all of their asses. Right. Yeah, Clown Car College actually is my favorite ICP album, too. Is that, a, is that an ICP album? It's not, but it should be. Yeah. All right, well, more people are going to start paying for this podcast, guys. <laughs> Juggalos out there, you can send your self-addressed stamps. 
Steve Rogers escapes from the elevator melee only to get on his motorcycle and then be attacked by a jet, which he also beats up with his shield. With his shield. Some great shield ricochet happens in this fight. Yeah, he beats the fuck out of a jet and then drives (laughs) away. And then he... Oh, man. He goes back for the gum. Yeah, he goes back for the the gum. And it's gone! Somebody bought three packs of bubble yum. And not a single pack of spearmint. Spearmint's still doing well. I like that you assume that spearmint is a brand and not a flavor. (laughs) What's wrong with you? I'm I'm getting kickbacks from Big Spear. (laughs) Do I buy... I swear you buy all your gum at, like, the dollar store. (laughs) I actually get all of my gum a year past its expiration date from the dumpster out back. Oh, man. Dollar Gum Club. It's amazing. (laughs) So... (laughs) Those guys totally disrupted gum. (laughs) Gum... Big gum's very scary. (laughs) Captain America and the Black Widow meet up, and they decide they're going to find out what's going on here. So they go to the only place where you can find this information, the Apple Store. Mm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> where Captain America is dressed like a super muscular hipster. Yes! He's got the little glasses on. He looks like Rivers Cuomo if he took a shit ton of steroids. Yeah. If Rivers Cuomo and Carrot Top from 2003 had fucked... Their child would be Captain America. Well, see, it's, it's the perfect disguise because it does, by putting on glasses, if any Hydra agent were to, to see him from across the room, they'd think, wait a minute, Steve Rogers has perfect 2020 yeah, right. vision. That's some solid DC What would he be doing right with there? glasses on? He must be a mild-mannered reporter. <laughs> Surely he's not even worth looking at a second time. Uh, move along here. And it's off to New Jersey for the most thrilling road trip of all time. <laughs> yeah. And they go back to, uh, uh, Fort, to where it all started. Yeah, Fort Lehigh, where Operation Rebirth happened, and Captain America was made and he was trained. And they find a secret bunker, and downstairs in the secret bunker is the downloaded consciousness of Truman Truman Capote. Arnim Zola. Zola. Is that his name? Yeah, Truman yeah. Capote. The, the actor's Toby Jones. <laughs> the character's Arnim Zola. Truman Capote is a role that he played in a movie not as good as Philip Seymour Hoffman. And this giant computer room filled with all... It's all real-to-real computers. Yeah, well, oh, God, they say it's it's like 200,000 square feet of dat tape. Of data banks. Yeah. Yeah. Data banks, yeah. There's, there's like eight gigabytes of information in there is what there is. <laughs> That's more than enough to hold the unbridled genius of Armin Zola. It's, it's one thumb drive to work <laughs> of info. They have like one chapter of In Cold Blood and Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> yeah. More Truman Capote references. Right, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Good work. <laughs> uh, so... So Arnim Zola appears as a disembodied face on a computer monitor to give all the exposition. Now, I am slightly disappointed in this scene because in the comics, he is a disembodied head in a television screen, which is then attached to a giant killer robot. Yeah, it's like Krang. Yeah, and I feel like they missed an opportunity in this movie for a giant killer robot. I feel take like, away from some of the realism of it. This is like one of the most real Marvel movies. It really is. It's one of the most Batman grounded, movie. yeah, for sure. But still, 
freaking sweet to have him in that robot body. Yeah, yeah. I'm on your side yeah. on that one. With yeah. a little tiny like antenna head that he has. <laughs> it's comic books, Patrick. No, it's I got gotcha. you. I'm just thinking about Robot Nixon right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about. You guys, I'm just assuming I'm putting this guy's head on Robot Nixon. <laughs> and it seems really cool. Like I totally get it. What you guys are talking about. <laughs> A bomb comes, <laughs> blows up the, the bunker. <laughs> At this point, Zola tells everybody the, the, the main thing in the movie, that Hydra, right. the, the, you know, the group that Steve Rogers fought against in World War II, has infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. From the beginning, and yeah. now are in essence running S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've, throughout the years, been starting small conflicts in an effort to cause global chaos, and it hasn't worked. And so now they know that the only way to do this is just to murder everybody. Minor Easter egg, it shows that uh, at one point Cap's like, oh, somebody would have found this out. And Zola's like, nah, they, they were taken care of. And he shows Howard Stark's, you know, obituary. obituary. Yes. So technically, Winter Soldier and Hydra killed Iron Man's dad. Which yes. is definitely going to set up some wacky workplace tension come Civil War. Yeah, it is. <laughs> One of them's a super-powered soldier. The other one had his family murdered by his best friend. (laughs) Can they get along? Living together in one building in New York City. (laughs) Avengers Tower. (laughs) Avengers Ah! Queen! (laughs) So, if you're wondering why we're going so heavy into the sponsorship requests, it's because we have to pay for all this music. Then a bomb comes and blows up the bunker. It politely knocks on the door, says, Good day, sir. I'm your bomb. Let Dof- me in. Doffs its cap as a bomb does. A strike team follows immediately after. Mm-hmm. But Captain America covers himself and the Black Widow with the shield, and they escape. And they run to the, what looks like either a, a, a tiny apartment or maybe like a double-wide trailer? It looked like a like a duplex, actually. Like sure, a, yeah. Falcon yeah. doesn't have the nicest place. It's very small. We treat our veterans poorly yeah, in America. Very true. Yeah, very yeah. poorly. Unless they're super soldiers. Yeah, and yeah. he meets with Falcon, and they discuss their plans, how they're going to do this, how they're going to save the day. And Falcon, that's when he reveals himself to be... Fucking the Falcon. He's like, oh, by the way, I have a pair of advanced metal wings that help me fly and wield dual Uzis. We just gotta go pick it up. And they say they gotta go pick it up, but they never show them picking it up. Yeah. That's a whole subplot. That's the rogue cut that we're missing on (laughs) this. Is them going to go get that. There's Magneto goes in and Iceman dies. Because all he says is, oh, it's behind, you know, all these armed guards and three feet of steel. And they're like, meh. Got it. Sounds like a party. Smash bag him and tag him. <laughs> Smash cut to Gary Shandling. Oh, oh rest oh, in peace, Gary. Rest in peace. Gary Shandling and Agent Sitwell discussing Gary Shandling's. Uh, he's the senator. Uh, Reprising dis- his role from uh, Iron Man 2. Yeah, and he's discussing his future later that night sexual uh, adventure he's going to go on. In a way that you leaves absolutely no doubt that he is playing a villain. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Especially when he whispers in Sitwell's ear, Hail Hydra. And, and then does some patented Gary Shanley improv. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he starts going down some steps and he's like, oh, my leg, it keeps having this like twitch in it. Should I, should I? That's a terrible Gary Shanley, Patrick, <laughs> yeah. that you just did. <laughs> 
You really let us all down on that one, Patrick. <laughs> Jeez, Patrick. Just the worst Shandling. Larry Sanders is spinning in his grave right now. <laughs> Guys, everyone knows there's three universal truths in the world. Everyone will die. There's somebody rapping out loud on a train right now. And Patrick does terrible Gary Shandling impressions. <laughs> everyone knows this. It's 100% true. It Can was a- I just point out that while everyone was telling me what a terrible Gary Shandling I did... Our special guest here suggested that Larry Sanders was spinning in his grave. Yeah, Larry Sanders had the show, idiot. Yeah, right. It was named the... When Gary Gary Shandling dies, Larry Sanders will also die. (laughs) When Superman died, Clark Kent didn't go back to the (laughs) You know, it's not like Lowe's is like, can you believe what happened? (laughs) Fucking rock monster came down and killed Superman. What's up in sports this week? (laughs) So the Falcon and the Black Widow and the Captain America get together and they interrogate Sitwell and they find out that Dr. Arnim Zola's weird robot bunker body has created an algorithm, an algorithm that causes Project Insight, these three super advanced helicarriers, to target up to millions of people at a time and wipe them out based on their bank records, school records, health records. Yeah, their DNA, like who could become a threat. Exactly. And they mentioned some nice little Marvel things. They mentioned Bruce Banner, Stephen Strange. Uh, the man in Cairo, who Who's were Moon thinking Knight. Moon Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Side note, did you see the, the Doctor Strange trailer this it's week? It's amazing. It's so cool. It's so good. Is that Julianne Moore kicking his ass? No, no that's uh, Tilda, Tilda Swinton. Swinton. Really? Yeah. yeah. She's, She's like a skinny one. Julianne Moore who doesn't All of this Bush. will be cut out. This is getting us nowhere. <laughs> Great. So, Doctor Strange, good. Alex Peters, monster. Monster. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Can't say moving on. What the hell happens it. next? <laughs> I thought somebody would take the lead. Uh, <laughs> so they they put uh, they, they go and they interrogate the guy that Shandling was talking to. Sit well, yes. Sit well, yeah. yeah. They get the algorithm from. They find out what the algorithm is. And then they go. Uh, they go to on escape. another sweet car chase. Yeah, yeah. They go on another sweet car trip where the Winter Soldier leaps on their car and throws Agent Sitwell right in front of a Penske truck. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Don't break Sitwell. Oh. Yeah, he murdered. He Good, did. Yeah, for Penske though. Fuck you, Avis, and everybody else. That is one thing about this movie. Every intersection is full of oncoming traffic all the time. And at first that was a little glaring to me, but I have been in D.C. And that's oh, it's totally terrible. fair. That's terrible. Yeah, totally terrible fair. driving conditions. It is totally fair. Uh, this this movie was really made to highlight the uh, that <laughs> terrible problem, that awful social ill of poorly designed DC roads. Yeah, yeah. no, you're wondering really should address that. You're wondering why Congress can't get anything done. <laughs> so there's a great car chase, and then the car chase turns into a gunfight, and this is where we kind of see the Winter Soldier, like for the most part, in. His element. Oh my god, he has a close quarters combat fight with uh, Captain America where uh, Winter Soldier has a knife, and all throughout the fight, the Winter Soldier is dropping the knife and then picking it up with his lower hand in like a matter of seconds and just slipping it up. It's it's so well executed. It's so cool. It's so knife work that you may have seen in The Hunted with Tommy Lee Jones and Antonio Banderas. Or you may have seen Uh, in Captain America 2 the Winter Soldier. I want to take a look actually at who did the fight choreography because it was very similar, the knife work. Yeah, it's awesome knife work. Uh, we got a lot of great gun stuff. Falcon gets a little in there. Black Widow gets some in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the end, unfortunately, Captain America, Black Widow, and the Falcon are 
taken arrested. They're taken, yeah. Yeah, they get arrested pretty much Ghostbusters style. Yeah. Well, they're not arrested. They are taken. captured by yeah, they're, they're, captured they're, they're by they're going to Gitmo here. Yeah. <laughs> they're going, well, they're going to, like, Shield Mo? I don't well, know. What's actually, the worst thing Gitmo? Superman? up a question for me. Is uh, the utter lack of any other form of government force led me to assume that that... They essentially were. That S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA is essentially the government force. Like, mm-hmm. that arrested would apply, that they are the state force. Because it's not like yeah. cops ever show up. No, Real true. cops never show up. The National Guard is never called out. The army never responds. Like, there's no... Well, even when they sure. do, it's like in the Avengers, when yeah. the cop shows up and Cap starts giving him orders. And He's the like, cop's like, oh, why should I listen to you? And then Cap just, like, bitch slaps an alien. Like, well, I guess we'll listen to this guy. Sure, I will say this. Because the shield and the Hydra teams, the strike teams, they're operating on a much smaller scale than like the alien invasion or Ultron lifting up a portion of the Earth and throwing it into space. <laughs> this movie has kind of one of the smallest amounts of collateral damage of all the Marvel movies, sure. and it still has billions of dollars worth of damage. <laughs> yeah, crap tons. So they're taken by Hydra. Well, before they're taken, Cap gets a revelation. Right, Cap gets a revelation, we find out who the Winter Soldier is, and it's his old pal, Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes. The only member of the Holland Commandos to lose his life in combat, and now uh, he's back. The only member of the Howling Commandos to lose his life in the service of the country. All the other ones, I guess, uh, heart attacks on the toilet, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they all went out Elvis style. They yeah. farted themselves to death? <laughs> <laughs> This is brought up in the Smithsonian exhibit that Captain America goes to very early on about Captain America. And there's a voiceover yeah. that basically says this. And it's kind of throwing the other Howling Commandos under Narrated the bus a little bit. by a beautiful Gary Sinise, who I yeah. miss. I miss True. Gary Sinise. Yeah, who does it? Who does it? I will say this. It was really weird that they brought up the barbiturates in the poker game. That I, That's how all those guys died. Yeah. <laughs> like, just really sad. Yeah. Yeah. These guys serve their country. Let it go. <laughs> Let them go away in peace. All right. And so... Our heroes are are taken by Hydra, and before they can be executed, they're saved by Maria Hill, who takes them to a secret bunker. We find out that Nick Fury isn't dead after all. He's just severely wounded. (laughs) And I will say this, there's always the action movie where someone gets shot a couple of times and they just kind of brush it off. I do like that they go to great lengths to show just how wounded Nick Fury is in that assault. Yeah, he's all the wounded. And like he is bandaged up and he's got his arm in a sling throughout the rest of the movie. And this is where they plan their final assault on S.H.I.E.L.D. slash HYDRA. They have to take the targeting blades out of the helicarriers so they can place their own ones in there so the helicarriers will blow themselves up. Now, despite the helicarriers having, like, full refrigerator-sized storage cases for their many, many blades... We only need to replace one per helicarrier. Just one, Just one, yeah. Which is very yeah. handy. One yeah. bad apple spoils the bunch. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's computer term. I think Wozniak came up with that. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why I always go Windows. Mm, good man. Why you're a monster. Shut up, <laughs> I'll have you know this is being recorded on Apple equipment. Take that Zoom and walk out a fucking window, bro. <laughs> we are not being paid to endorse Microsoft products. Get your Xbox One and shove it out the window. <laughs> So, we're going for the blades. Going and we're for going for the blades. blades. And this is the final assault. But but before we do, Cap 
has to get a new uniform. Yeah, he does. So he breaks new? into the Smithsonian and steals his old uniform. Mm. And who's the security guard who finds out? Oh, boy, I'm really going to get fired for this one. That Patrick, <laughs> stop doing bad impersonations of people. Wow, you're Stan Lee. It's terrible. It's just bad. Oh, Excelsior! Really <laughs> That's right, Stan the man Lee has his... Horrible three seconds that they <laughs> feel obligated to give him in all these movies. In a he, security guard costume that is four sizes too big. He's, he's so small now. Yeah. He's technically Mumra. <laughs> with huge glasses on. Pre-transformation Mumra. Oh, yes, obviously. Right. Obviously, not the huge, juiced-up one. So now it is time for the final assault on the Project Insight helicarriers. And you got Falcon flying around, double Uzis, sweet metal wings, getting missiles shot at him. It's awesome. Yeah, he's whipping through the AA fire like Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah he's awesome. He used to bullseye those things back home. <laughs> of course. <Yeah>. John Rooney <laughs> will not stand for your cross, for your cross franchise bringing togetherness. All right. It's a lot like how Star Fox went around things, is what oh, you're yeah. saying. Yeah. He did a barrel roll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You yeah. got Captain America just like shielding everybody in the face and punching dudes, and they're switching out cards, and Maria Hill's shooting guys. Everyone's shooting everybody. It's awesome. Including Abed. Yeah, Abed that's from right. Community. That's right. Uh, Danny <laughs> Pudi. He doesn't shoot anybody, though. No. No, he just kind of gives up like some kind of French guy. Yeah. <laughs> he Asperger'd the hell out of that. Because he has Asperger's community. Isn't that what Asperger's is? This podcast was the only thing to survive the great reckoning of the United States. It's crass and it's terrible, but it's all we have left of this once great civilization. Now everyone stand up as we sing our new anthem. Caribbean Queen! Mexican Queen! Panamanian Queen! Jamaican Queen! Now, after they managed to blow up two Indiana of Queen's <laughs> podcast will States. never end. Colorado Queen, <laughs> California Queen, Sacramento Queen, oh, no. Cook County Queen. <laughs> it keeps getting this queen is going to be so small. Clark Street Queen, Burger King Queen. <laughs> Whopper Queen! Yeah, we're just gonna get to the Dairy Queen! Never! <laughs> On a blizzard. Yeah, I mean, this the end of this movie is pure mayhem. It's just kind of like yeah. good old. Yeah. <laughs> it's just good old bullets flying, fist punching, things blowing up. And it ends, uh, and it's got this great, just, again, another good, great hand to hand fight between yeah. Cap and. And Bucky. They and meet in the uh, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back Bespin section yeah, of so the yeah. uh, helicarrier. Yeah, yeah. The, the because un- I do it right! <laughs> <laughs> I know word for word what I'm referencing, you maniac! Look, we all like Star Trek, it's cool. <laughs> and that's how Alex Peters died. <laughs> I love Star Trek. <laughs> Cap and Bucky fight. So hard, all over the place, punching, kicking, arms breaking, knifing, shooting, all over the place. 
And finally, Cap is able to replace the blade, and the Project Insight helicarriers blow each other out of the sky. And then Cap saves Bucky mm. from dying. Yeah. And then Bucky repays him by punching him in the face eight times with his metal hand yeah. as hard as he can. Until Cap looks him right in the eye and says, I'm with you to the end of the line. Which was something that Bucky said to him in a flashback earlier, which we didn't talk about, but it now makes sense because I'm talking about it now. Yeah. Are we assuming that people yeah. listening to this podcast have not seen the movie? We're assuming that the people listening to this podcast don't know what a movie is. <laughs> we assume that people listen to this podcast? <laughs> We've covered about 12 movies. So. Hey, uh, sorry. They're just, good. I just want to do a quick shout out to the uh, Cowboys vs. Dinosaurs official fan website <laughs> that featured our last episode. Hello, all 100. 27 of you. <laughs> That's absolutely true. The Cowboys vs. Dinosaurs official Facebook page shared our episode to their 120-something fans. And I want to say I'm happy to have their support. And yes. I want to say I'm sorry we hated your dumb movie for idiot people. <laughs> they clearly didn't listen to it or even read the post where I said, is this even a movie? <laughs> So Bucky, he, he gets his memories re-scrambled, uh, the helicarriers all go down, Bucky rescues Captain America from drowning, from drowning mm-hmm. and then walks off into the sunset. Just like Bigfoot. Yep. Uh, there's a whole bunch of political fallout. All the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. go, the S.H.I.E.L.D. is disbanded. Maria so everyone Hill goes, goes to work for yeah. Stark. Robert Redford got shot. Uh, Nick Fury says he's gonna, you know, the not all the rats drowned in the... He's going to go to Europe and try and Patrick, what a distasteful Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Throw one motherfucker in there. That's how you know. Come on. I am awful tonight. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, basically there's a breaking of the team where everyone goes off to their own little objectives. Until Avengers 2 comes out. Yep. (laughs) Where James Spader lifts Sokovia into space. Patrick is unfamiliar with all of these movies. <laughs> this is true, actually. I saw the first Avengers and Iron Man's one and two. Mm. <laughs> well, you, then you saw all the good Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? Well, Iron, Man. Iron Man three is great. That's not true at all. Yes, it is. Ben Kingsley. We're, yeah, we're gonna save this for another podcast. That's a tale for another podcast. <laughs> right. To sum up, Iron Man three is great. Patrick does bad impressions. John is. Fine for now, and Alex is a monster. <laughs> monster. I've been to, on my best behavior. <laughs> cut to cut to credits. Cut to credits. Cookie scene. Some German guy's got Loki scepter. Uh, that is Baron von Stroker, and he's yeah. got Loki soper soper. Yeah, soper soper. Germany still has barons. <laughs> oh sure. They're a lot like Kardashians. That's what you fixate on, not the fact that I created a brand new product that you can have in your shower called the Soper. It's a four foot long scepter made out of soap. <laughs> no, you it's drop freaking it, it's okay. down your back. I love oh. reaching over my shoulder to do my butt. It pleases me. Guys, I think we just invented a whole new That's product. Kind of amazing. All right, America, send us all of your money. <laughs> we will take it in cash. Coin or check or money order or Bitcoin or anything. Body counts and beer, the raw creativity hour. (laughs) Brought to you by Billy Ocean. Moving on, more credits. Finally, one last cookie is Bucky Barnes 
also visiting the Smithsonian <laughs> and Captain America exhibit. and seeing his face and going, oh, <laughs> that's what I happened. Well, see, it's later, so like Bucky's gotten his DC citizenship, and it's like free resident day, so he gets to go. Right, of course, of course. Finally. <laughs> and that is the end. They also show him like looking at the spirit of St. Louis, he's oh, like, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I remember when Lindy went up there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that the Winter Soldier took Lindbergh's baby? <laughs> Oh shit! There's so many things we can attribute to Whoa. the Winter Soldier. What now. if he's what if he's DB Cooper? Oh my <laughs> God. He killed Kennedy. <laughs> it's those uh, unrifled magic bullets. Oh, that's how you do it. It's that's how you do it. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back with bullet points. Bullet points. And we are back, and we start with our very first bullet point: body counts. Body counts. Patrick, what do you think the body count of this movie is? Well, you got three flying fortresses. Those probably, I'm guessing, maybe like 5,000 apiece. Plus, they crash around into a city. And there's all... I'm going with a good... I'm going 20,000 people. Alex, your body count for this movie. Do we know the actual body count? I do. Like, so I I could possibly be right? Yeah. Okay. 352,612. All right, John... Your body count for this movie. So yeah, I'm definitely I'm in agreement with uh, Patrick that there were certainly uh, quite a number of people who died in the helicarrier. But you also have to remember the Nick Fury road assault. Yeah, and then the uh, Winter Soldier like overpass shootout scene. Uh, I'm gonna go with, you know, I'm gonna go with forty thousand. The the confirmed body count for this movie. Is 177. What? <laughs> so, so. The website I found this on, the website Screw I found this on, Was posits, it, <laughs> it posits that each helicarrier only has like 23 people on it. Although, you know what? Up. You know what? I think I can buy that because most, all those guns were controlled by the computer. Those were all computerized. So I could see if, like, most of the helicarrier was, like, an autopilot. Sure. But just random bullets flying out into the city? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, thousands of people are dead. Yeah, thousands. Every, every time these guys go out, there's, like, a chase scene or a shootout. They're just indiscriminately flinging bullets into the, like, into the air. In the oncoming traffic half the time. Yeah, there is a yeah. lot of collateral damage in this movie we're not seeing. Plus, Robert Redford counts as like five guys. That's true. That's absolutely true. Alright, we're moving on from body count to war crimes! War crimes. John, tell me about the war crimes in this movie. So, right off the bat, this movie does have explicit references to World War II, so we've got the Holocaust. Ooh, the ultimate war crime. The ultimate war crime. <laughs> if we counted it for Highlander, we'd have to count it here as well. Of course. <laughs> um, but I will say another really good war crime, <laughs> good being a relative term, of course. <laughs> if I had to choose a favorite. It's like a misdemeanor at Nuremberg. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right. you didn't kill all of them. <laughs> Um, yeah, I would say probably, yeah, definitely the, um, uh, the, the French terrorists attacking an American, 
military freighter out a on the open. Freighter. A sweet very freighter. Sweet. And for the record, uh, they weren't terrorists. They were explicitly defined as pirates. Yes. True, true. Um, but still... As all w- high seas Frenchmen are known to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say the, the hijacking of a, of a military... Uh, freighter in open waters is probably a pretty serious war crime. That's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Alex, tell me about some war crimes. Uh, I think that they weren't really a war. I mean, this is a winter soldier, sure, but I think that though there weren't any war crimes. Alex doesn't understand this game. Patrick, war crimes. <laughs> Alex thinks it's all a police action. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with the central premise of the movie launching three massive flying fortresses to eliminate dissidents across the world. <laughs> it At sounds will? crazy when you say it out loud. Premised on their DNA and bank records? <laughs> and phone records. <laughs> DNA and banking. Something about that sounds familiar, Nazis. I wonder who they're intending to kill. Well, yeah, Hydra was was too radical for the Nazi party. <laughs> we don't like these Jews, but guys, come on, calm down. <laughs> See, that's my war crime, I think. Yeah. It's a terrible German accent, by the way, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you want another shot at war crimes? I still don't think they were at war. All right, Alex is terrible. A war crime is a crime that occurred during war. Outside of that, it's just a crime. Alex doesn't understand the game. (laughs) Or what a war crime is. Mark, your war crimes. Uh, For me, I think the war crime is... ask yourself a question. I always do. Alex (laughs) Peters, you will not be asked back. (laughs) I ask you to wipe your feet before you leave. (laughs) I don't want you to take anything from this place. I'm taking Patrick To the outside world. You're coming with me. You leave your sweet, sweet Nestle quick residuals (laughs) on the desk before you leave. Badge, gun, yoo-hoo. <laughs> uh, I think for me, the, the war crime that I want to talk about is the creation of both Captain America and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yes. The illegal genetic tampering of human beings for use as living weapons. weapons. Now, this is something that I have been thinking about for a very long time. So we all know that when you're testing an experimental drug, you don't go straight to human trials. Sure. Does this mean in this world there are like super... Super soldier mice and super soldier orangutans? I fucking hope so. Where's their movie? Comma wielding space monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Does he have a really cute shield? Oh, you bet he does. Adorable. It's banana shaped. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, unbeknownst to you guys, this is where Donkey Kong comes from. We've we've genetically engineered an ape to wear a tie. How's that going to help us win the war? He's wearing a tie. How professional. He started off as a spider monkey. Now he's a gorilla. We've trained him to throw barrels at carpenters. This is a foolproof plan, you guys. They're plumbers. He throws them at plumbers. I will. Okay, we're not getting into this right now. John, John, it's fine. It's fine. Jumpman. Jumpman Mario Jumpman is a carpenter. Like our Lord and Savior. (laughs) Who later on would go back to plumbing school and become a plumber. No, no, that is wrong. Mario Super Mario is the son of Mario Jumpman Mario. I've got the whole timeline. There's a lineage thing here? Wait a second, what? Where does Captain Lou Albano fall in this genealogy? (laughs) Directly into my heart. (laughs) All right, we've covered war crimes, and now it is time for Best Kill. 
Alex, what's the best kill? Oh, I get to go first on this one? Yeah, you get to go first. Don't screw it up. Oh, man. Well, I'm, I'm taking Redford then. Redford? Yeah, when you do something that hundreds of Colombian soldiers couldn't do uh, to Butch and Sundance, and you kill Robert Redford, that's that's pretty yeah, fucking that, sweet, man. Yeah, that's you take really? out the creator of the indie film scene in America. Yeah. I'll take it. All right, so you're so you're taking you're going for the the gravitas the gravitas of the yeah. kill. Sure, got it. In what okay. other movie is Robert Redford killed? That's fit. Uh, uh, don't they all commit uh, ritualistic suicide at the end of Sneakers? I would also yeah. say that if it were definitive that Robert Redford died at the end of All Is Lost, I would have liked that movie a lot more. Mm. Yeah, and doesn't doesn't Woodward and or Bernstein get like beaten to death by an angry <laughs> super monkey? <laughs> yeah, that's how that goes. He was in the wrong construction site. <laughs> Jumpman and Bernstein. Yeah, <laughs> don't you remember? Uh, yeah, that Dude, classic had all of those barrels. Yeah. <laughs> that classic movie, all the presidents jumpmen. Yeah, you follow the money to get that sweet mallet so that you can crush the barrels before they hit you. Paid for by Robot Nixon. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Patrick, best, best kill. You know, it comes very early in the movie, but I just nothing pleased me quite so much as this. When uh, Cap is on the, uh, the the boat, the sweet freighter, he's running down the. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm losing all my boat terms here. But he's he's on the top of the boat, he's running down like this little gangway on the side, and there's just some schmucko who's standing on the rail, and Cap just checks him with his shield and he falls the side <laughs> off. And for me, it looked like this guy, this goon was like a contestant on American Gladiator. <laughs> and Cap is just rolling through like Titan, just knocks him off. <laughs> it's beautiful. And that 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 was my yeah, favorite. Gave him the old laser treatment. Yeah, right? <laughs> That guy's not going to get to compete in the atmosphere later. <laughs> definitely not. That guy probably doesn't get up out of the Indian Ocean. <laughs> no, he's definitely dead forever. Yeah, right. Or he washes up on the shores of Cairo and becomes Moon Knight. <laughs> Patrick, what a terrible Moon Knight impersonation. <laughs> is that what Moon Knight even sounds like? Is he a ghost? I, I, I don't know. Is he a ghost? I thought he was. He's a great schizo- impression. John. He's a schizophrenic <laughs> man with multiple personalities inhabited by an Egyptian god. Yeah, what do you think a ghost is, idiot? <laughs> oh, you're right. I'm absolutely sorry. I'm very sorry. Moon Knight Queen. <laughs> John, John, what's your best kill? Uh, my best kill has to go to Agent Sitwell being unceremoniously plucked out of the passenger seat, <laughs> thrown directly into an oncoming truck. A uh, Penske truck. Yeah. Now, what's great is uh, watching this movie with the commentary on the Russo brothers who directed this movie posited that the Penske truck was probably being driven by the Punisher, which I don't think syncs up with season two of Daredevil, but in my heart of hearts, I believe that to be true. <laughs> that also doesn't make any sense. How could Punisher possibly know to be driving his big-ass Penske truck at that moment when the Winter Soldier, a bad guy who he's not working with, throws another bad guy out of a window. Plus, the Punisher works exclusively in New York. Yeah, Johnson, Take that, yeah, do that, Russo. John file. sucks. <laughs> Moon Knight. <laughs> Patrick, that was a surprisingly good Moon Knight. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm getting really good You're at improving. These. I, thanks, guys. Mark, best kill. My best kill of the movie is during the assault on the Project Insight helicarriers when the Winter Soldier kicks a dude in the chest 
He flies about 15 feet in the air and gets sucked into a jet engine <laughs> and blows up the jet. Yeah. Because not only does it kill that guy in every way, it also kills whoever's in that jet when it crashes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a triple kill. Yeah, man. That's a that's a that's a three for right and there. Yet only what 122 people died. 177, 177. confirmed. Because mm-hmm. there's only 20 people on each helicarrier. <laughs> I'm just apparently. imagining like the 10 people in the control room for each con- uh, helicarrier, and then like the rest of the you know 12 are you know cooks and janitors. <laughs> yeah. They're talking to themselves. Well, you know, this is the safest place to be. Yeah, right. We're well above the sky, away from any potential action sequences. <laughs> we got this sewn up. What are whoa, we gonna whoa, make whoa, in the kitchen tonight for Hydra? Hey, hey guys, you look up the window over there? There's a guy with wings. He's flying around with Uzis. <laughs> Pay attention to your job, Greg. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Uh, gotta cook these sausages, eh? <laughs> Hydra, well known for its love of sausage. <laughs> Cut off one sausage and two more will take its place. <laughs> also, why does Hydra get all of their employees from New Jersey? <laughs> It's a big unemployment rate in New Jersey. Yeah. Chris Christie's got an initiative working. <laughs> Camp Lehigh could only afford local ads. Yep, that's right. <laughs> All right, and now it is finally at our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Patrick, is this an action movie? Yes, yes. Definitely. Some of I, I like the fighting a lot. The crash sequences. I thought that was some of the best car crashes I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Very good real, car crashes. Yeah, real quality car crashes. A lot of and good smashing. They cut out while it was still in motion, so the car crashes were dynamic. You know, you didn't get like the hit and then the settle back. You would cut away during the hit, which uh, very riveting in my yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm. Alex, is this an action movie? I guess in the Venn diagram of like movie genres, it's got a bunch of them. It's definitely an action movie, but it's also like a crime thriller. It's a comic book movie. It's a love story. You know, Captain America loves America, and that's what he when does. When are the two of them going to get together? Right? <laughs> Will they? Won't they? Will Captain America give America a rose? Turn to the Bachelor next week. <laughs> well, you see, America initially had spurned him, and then America went to get on a plane at the airport. Sure, and of yeah. course, yeah. Yeah, Captain ran America, out. don't marry him. <laughs> don't marry Canada, America. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> Cut to throw shield at Canada, Canada dead. <laughs> John, is this an action movie? Yes, this is uh, absolutely an action movie. Not only is it an action movie, but it is every kind of action you would want to see. There's flying action, mm. action on the ground, action underwater. <laughs> action in the sea! <laughs> <laughs> but really, I mean, there's great car chases, there's great hand-to-hand combat, there's great gunplay, there's great sci-fi explosions. It just, every form of action is incredibly well-crafted. That's absolutely true. Well done. Well put. Very nice. Moonlight. Mark, uh, is this an action movie? Mark? It is an action movie. <laughs> this I, wanted, is, I wanted to take that from you. That's the fine. monster that I am. Yeah, you're you're going to die later. Uh, yeah, no, this is definitely an action movie, hands down. It's a 70s conspiracy thriller wrapped up in a superhero movie, and then it's all under a nice, big, comfy comforter of action movie, for sure. You've got it's a car- Dutch oven. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, sure. Why not? We can talk about. <laughs> we can make it about farts if you want, Alex. 
It's got, yeah, it's got fucking driving action, shooting action, punching action, kicking action. It's got all the action you could possibly need in any one movie. It's Gossam. It's Jossam. It's Mossam. <laughs> no, you're right. It is Ryan Gossam. <laughs> it is. Ryan Gosling, please! <laughs> and that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, for Body Counts and Beer, I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. I'm Hydra Agent the whole time. I told you that would pay uh, off. No! John Rooney signing out. Oh, hey, Moon Knight. I'll be right there to get into your sweet moon car to drive off into the moonset. <laughs> and big thanks to our special guest this week, He is the creator of Off the Clock. He's in Public Access Live at the Public House Theater. He's a very handsome man with great hair. Alex Peters. He's the greatest monster. I am a monster. (laughs) Alex Peters, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for being here. (laughs) Sorry that you're a mistake of genetics and fate. (laughs) That's actually what my mom sent me on my last birthday. Oh. Patrick, why would you make his mom say something like that? That's terrible of you. And we are out! Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Modoc Bromley, John Americop Rooney, and Mark Flag Smasher Rosenthal. Special thanks to our special guest, Alex Peters, tonight. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and or SoundCloud. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Body Count Cast. Good night! <laughs>